Latvia Weekly with Otto Taboons and Joe Horgan. And welcome to episode 16 of the Latvia Weekly Podcast. I'm Joe Horgan, and I'm joined here by my co-host Otto Taboons, standing next to me. How are you tonight, Otto? Oh, hello, dear listeners, and a salute from the central train station in Riga. It's very inspirational, of course. Now, there's two reasons why Otto and I are here in the train station tonight. One of the reasons is, very practically, we're both on our way home in two separate directions. And the other reason is because we have a train-themed episode for you tonight, because we have some major train-related stories to start with. I'm very excited for this, Otto, but before we get to those train-related stories, uh, how was your week? Oh, it was very exciting. Uh, I had the um, nicest uh, French-speaking uh, dinner organized by the French Institute, uh, where I also uh, got to learn French in some courses. Uh, and uh, I met some new people and had the chance to practice my language. And that served as a great inspiration to make our uh, first uh, French podcast that you might also listen if you follow our uh, Facebook uh, channel. And also you can go to www.latviaweekly.com to find that. That is Lettonie Aujourd'hui, which is basically French for Latvia today. And uh, that's going to be a, a weekly thing, isn't it, Otto? Well, uh, th- that's why I named it Latvia today, because we'll see uh, how often I'll be able to make it. So whenever you will hear it, it will be Latvia today. <laughs> okay, well, uh, anyway, th- that's exciting. That is probably the only French language media in Latvia, so... Yeah, the, uh, we can be proud that we, uh, I believe that we have the first uh, regular episode of something about Latvia in French. So uh, hopefully um, you'll enjoy that. So if you want to brush up in your French, you can you can try that. So uh, how, uh, how was your Valentine's Day, Otto? Did you celebrate Valentine's Day this year? Oh, yes, I did. And probably uh, in contrast to some of the people who post their emotions about this day on Facebook, mine was uh, uh, pretty nice. Uh, we saw some uh, movies, uh, also had uh, some uh, romantic walks and, and quite a nice uh, time there. So I'm very happy about it. Lucky you. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would be happy to be able to say that it's it, you know it's, it's one of these things you know if, if you're single you hate it because you feel lonely and if you're not single you hate it because it's stressful but anyway you know I, I had a fine Valentine's Day I, I worked most of the day and you know and I, I can't remember really what we did uh, anyway we hope you had a nice Valentine's Day out there but we're not here to talk about Valentine's Day we are here to talk about this week in Latvia and let's start with those train stories so first of all There was a big story. Now, if you remember back in November, there was this dramatic reveal that the new electric trains that have been promised for years, we've been talking for years about getting new electric trains in Latvia because uh, how how are the current electric trains that uh, go go, go throughout Latvia's uh, system? How how, how would you, um, in in terms of their modernity, how how would you rate them, Otto? Well, I think think that most of them are somewhere between like uh, 20 and 40 years on or some a few even like 50 years on the track well they are good they are up and running there have been like no accidents but of course uh, the demands of uh, comfort and uh, speed of today are quite different than let's say 1960s 70s or 80s and we're certainly not complaining if if any of you listen to the show even once you know that Otto and I are the biggest fans of Latvia's rail system that there probably is. Uh, you know, uh, we're not sponsored by Latvia's uh, railways, but we'd probably be happy to be. Uh, we're, we're recording this in the train station right now. We're standing on the uh, balcony of the train station watching the uh, people come and go. And uh, luckily, we have not been accosted by anyone yet. But anyway, um, this has been something that's been promised for years, these new electric trains. And uh, there, there's even talk of uh, renovating 
Latvia's rail system to extend the electric trains um, out to Resigny and Dagopils. That was a decision that was made, which now it's looking like that could be in question. But anyway, so in, in November, on November 23rd, there was this big reveal that the uh, Spanish firm, uh, it was uh, Tolgo, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm that they would be providing these new trains for around 240 million euros. Huge, huge, huge contract to not only create the trains, but also maintain them. That was called into question pretty recently because now, now in these procurement processes, the way it works is that different companies, they submit their offers and there's this tender process and they try to make it as objective as possible so that uh, you know they, they look at the cost, they look at the um, requirements that, that the uh, Latvia's passenger rail system has put out and, and they choose the you know, objectively best offer, at least they try to. What, what always happens with, with any of these tender processes is that the companies that lose, they of course bring it to court. And usually it just adds a little bit of extra time to the delivery process. But in this case, they were actually successful. One of the companies that lost the tender, Škoda Vagonka, which is from Czech Republic, they uh, disputed the tender process and, and they actually had a successful, a very successful uh, result because they're getting the tender process now. So how exactly did that happen? Well, uh, apparently the procurement watchdog uh, uh, cancelled the result of the original choice because in this process uh, the commission apparently hadn't taken into account the regenerative braking system uh, provided in the Škoda's offer that uh, might uh, provide some electricity back like when actually braking the train that might be more useful and uh, better uh, as a result and apparently this was not uh, shown uh, in the evaluation of the commission and that's why they had to take the same applications and uh, use uh, and recalculate them uh, once again and apparently if you take into account this factor as mentioned by the commission Škoda would get uh, more points and as a result would uh, be the winner over the Talgo company's offer. And now for those of you who are thinking wait a minute this sounds familiar. Škoda, Škoda, where have I heard that before? Oh, I know where I heard that. They were involved in the Riga Sajik's May bribery scandal. And, and they were now uh, one, one of their regional sales managers was actually arrested not very long ago for this, this massive bribery scandal. Now, of course, there's a lot of questions like, well, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> this company is involved in this big bribery scandal. We're going to give them this massive contract. Are you worried at all, Otto, that, that, that there could be some problems with this or, or um, you know, is this just conspiratorial thought or, or uh, is this something that we should be concerned about, that this company that has this track record already of, uh, you know, um, some sketchy procurement processes, now we've suddenly given them four, 240 million euros roughly for, uh, for trains. Is, is this an area of concern? Uh, well, hopefully the, this uh, a point of corruption uh can be limited to only this specific person rather than the system uh, in the company because from uh, as uh, this uh, result of the procurement commission uh, was reviewed by the mm, procurement watchdog and it wasn't just like a second thoughts or a second opinion uh, by the same uh, commission uh, we might expect that uh, this uh, criticism was uh, founded and those two things, like the corruption in Regestatics uh, and the train procurement, might not be connected after all. So hopefully, at the end of the day, we will get new electric trains. Uh, we we did get some new diesel trains a few years ago. They're they're, they're very very nice. Uh, you, you can take those up to up to Volca and, and a few other places. Um, but but it will be quite nice to get those uh, new advanced electric trains. So. Uh, It'll, it'll deepen auto and I's love for Latvia's passenger rail system. Exactly, which is currently also one of the uh, cheapest uh, in uh, Europe. So enjoy it while you can.
yeah, enjoy it while you can. That sounds very that sounds very uh, foreboding. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, like a, bl a black humor. <laughs> okay, well, yes. Uh, let's not jinx anything. Uh, more positive news, or at least I'm interpreting as positive. So there was some talk recently that Finland is interested in joining the Rail Baltica project. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Rail Baltica, this is an attempt to connect uh, not only. Tallinn, which is the capital of Estonia, Riga, the capital of Latvia, and then uh, Vilnius, the capital of Lithuania, together with Poland, and then also the rest of uh, Western Europe's rail network, because, well, first of all, Western Europe uses a different track size than, than Latvia and, and Russia and Estonia and, and some of the other countries in this region. And this idea is that uh, we can finally connect with, uh, with Western Europe, because a lot of people, you know, they'll tell me, oh, Joe, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to France, I'm going to Netherlands, I'll jump on the train and come visit you. And I always have to sadly say, well, no, it's not that simple. So, so finally, uh, and, and it's not just for passenger trains, it's also for cargo, it, it, and it'll be electrified and, and high speed. And, and, it, and uh, the only problem with this project is that it's been like herding cats so far because Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania haven't been able to see eye to eye on this on this uh, project, and there's been different heads of the project who have just kind of been frustrated, and and there hasn't been a significant amount of progress really in the last few years in making this actually happen. So, the idea now is that like well, thankfully Finland is is uh, jumping on board, and they might be able to provide some kind of organizational support. Now, it looks like they're quite serious because the new head of Rail Baltica is from Finland. So does this look like a positive? Am I wrong in interpreting this as a positive sign? Am I just trying to trying to grasp at straws that this Rail Baltica project can actually happen? Or, or do you do you see this as a positive sign too? Well, the project actually happens. We already have train track in uh, uh, Lithuania and we uh, wait like for the next parts of the tr uh, track being built in Latvia and Estonia. Uh, so currently Li Lithuania and Poland is already connected by, by the project uh, and so hopefully uh, with uh, a Finn in charge of uh, the, uh, this project uh, instead of uh, one of the uh, you know, Baltic representatives as was the case uh, previously uh, that might actually help in uh, getting the necessary compromises and uh, getting over uh, some uh, national interest that might uh, uh, put some brakes on this uh, idea. So, so it's already uh, possible, as Otto mentioned, to go from Kaunas, which is uh, the second largest city in, in Lithuania, to, to Warsaw. So, so hopefully we'll be able to connect the rest of the Baltics uh, pretty soon. So that looks like a very positive development. And uh, there was one other train-related story I want to talk about real quick. And uh, so the amount of, uh, this was from the Baltic course, the amount of rail traffic between Latvia and Belarus, which is one of our you know, l largest neighbors, uh, has increased by over 20% year on year. Just uh, for those of you who don't know, it is actually possible already for some time to, to take the train from Riga and also from Yelgava and also from Daugopils yeah. to Minsk, which is the uh, which is the capital of uh, Belarus. So we're already also connected by passenger rail. Uh, it doesn't run every day. I think it runs maybe once or twice a week, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they, are, they have just like started it as a pilot project. Uh, the, uh, there is the well, the, there is already the train from Riga to Minsk, uh, a separate um, a service. But uh, now there's also the service from Riga to Kiev in Ukraine, which goes through Minsk. So there are now uh, two uh, um, trains that you can use to to get to the Belarusian capital. And apparently that's being extended to Tallinn as well. So even though the, the Baltic capitals won't be connected uh, by Rail Baltica in the you know next year or two at least, uh, it, it is at least ca uh, possible to travel between the um, between the Baltic capitals thanks to uh, Ukraine. So so thank you Ukrainian Railways. 
Exactly, and also the railways of Belarus, Lithuania and uh, Latvia that are also uh, involved. So as uh, one of the points that when we will have the rail Baltic connection, well, that will not mean that we will just uh, take down the old uh, uh, train system that has been here like since the tourist uh, uh, empire. Uh, we will still use it for both for uh, cargo trains and also for passenger trains uh, with Belarus and uh, Ukraine, or which probably for the foreseeable future, will keep the Russian uh, gauge uh, track. Okay, so so that's enough about trains for right now. This is probably the longest that Otto and I have ever talked about in a podcast episode without getting to something about politics. And uh, we do have some pretty big developments this week. Now, the first is that, as y- many of you know, there are two major elections coming up in the next few months. So we have the European elections uh, at the beginning of May, and then we have the presidential elections, which will happen sometime in June, and, and the uh, date hasn't been set yet. Now, these presidential elections, they happen every four years. And who exactly elects the president in Latvia, Otto? Because it, it is not a position that's directly chosen by the people like Saima. So, so how, how, is this, how is this position chosen? So according to our constitution, the uh, president is chosen by the parliament because um, uh, unlike uh, United States or France, we are a parliamentary country where Saima has the most say. And so currently, the president is Raimunds Veonis, who is from the uh, Union of Greens and Farmers. He, he comes originally, and uh, he, he served as a few different ministers. Uh, he served as Minister of Defense most recently, before he took the position of president. And he has served for one term so far, but although he is eligible for another term, it doesn't look like that's probably going to happen. How, how possible do you see him being re-elected to his position? Well, on the one hand, uh, one of the traditions is for the parties to speak about their candidates. And if we see uh, the opinion of uh, the Greens and Farmers, uh, which were the party that nominated Mr. Veyons, they have been quite skeptical about nominating him again. Uh, On the other hand, we, of course, have to listen to what president himself thinks and he hasn't yet announced uh, his uh, decision or even an interest in serving another term so that might actually be uh, the, the key uh, aspect of uh, him perhaps uh, not uh, pursuing another term so so we'll have to see now there have been some candidates who have been floated okay and and even some parties talking about that they'll go after some certain candidates but there was one major name that was announced this week. And this is a candidate who looks like he has the support of both Yana Conservativa Partia, which is the new conservative party, which just came into Saima for the first time this election. They have 16 seats. So they are the second largest party in um, in, in Saima right now. And then also uh, Nacionala Opvioniba, which is the National Alliance. They have 13 seats in Saima. And Saima has 100 seats altogether. So that's a very significant number. And so, so this is um, Mr. Um, Egils Levitz. Can you tell us a little bit about who this person is, Otto, the, this, this possible candidate that's been floated? Oh, yes. Uh, he is uh, the uh, Latvian representative, the Latvian judge at the uh, European uh, Court of Justice and uh, a well-renowned constitutional lawyer who has uh, had a, a key role in uh, Latvia re-establishing its independence. And uh, he was originally born in Latvia and then uh, went into exile to uh, Western Germany together with his father, uh, who was uh, a quite notable uh, Latvian dissident. And if I remember correctly, he did run in the last election. And he did come in second place, I believe, to Mr. Veonis. Exactly. He, he was uh, nominated by National uh, Union uh, also uh, in the previous election. And uh, out of the three candidates, he did uh, come second. Now, he, he apparently is playing a little bit coy about the possibility of running because he hasn't announced his candidacy. 
And he said that he will only run if there's coalition-wide support. So uh, already we have National Apfianiba and we have um, Yana Conservative Party, but there's three other parties in the coalition. There's Yana Vienotiba, there's, uh, which is uh, New Unity, that, that's the party of the prime minister. They only have uh, seven, uh, seven seats, isn't it? Oh, it, it's, eight. It, it, it's eight seats. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, Otto, for auto-correcting yeah. me. Uh, so that they are the smallest uh, faction in the parliament. Exactly. So they have eight seats. Then there's also KPVLV, which they have an unclear, they have a complicated amount of seats right now. Yeah, it, it used to be like uh, like the song by Rogers and Hammerstein, like 16 going on another number. <laughs> and it's not going up. No. Um, so uh, be, because they, they uh, kicked out uh, Aldous Guobzems from their faction, who was their former prime minister candidate, as you've probably heard if you've listened to other episodes of us. And th- they have a few other members who have kind of been rebelling so far. So, so uh, uh, they, they, they're an interesting case. And then, uh, of course, there's ATC by PAR, uh, Development 4, which they also have uh, 13 seats. So I don't think they've made any comments about Levitt so far, but, but how, how possible do you see that we could, we could have a Le- uh, Levitt's presidency? Well, I think that we could have uh, Levitz as our president, well, of course, if he chooses to become a candidate. And uh, if uh, the National Union and the New Conservative Party would get the support of uh, Atisti Bepar. And one of the talks that I have heard is that Atisti Bepar uh, would be uh, happy to support Mr. Levitz if the coalition supports Atisti Bepar, a candidate to the European Commission. Uh, and currently, th- that is Mr. Valdis Dombrovskis, who is represented uh, at the uh, head of the commission and uh, is a member of the new unity. Uh, however, it is unlikely that the new unity already holding the prime ministership would be able to keep the European Commission seat for themselves as well. Yes, uh, so especially since they're quite lucky not only to even be in parliament because they, they were polling below 5% for a lot of the summer, which 5% is the barrier to get into parliament in the first place. So they're lucky, first of all, to be in parliament, let alone holding the prime ministership. Yeah. We're not going to get in the story of how that happened because that's a long story. You can go back and listen to the first 15 episodes to, to hear that. But, but but that was quite a wild ride. So definitely we'll be keeping an eye on, on both of those elections coming up and, and we'll be regularly updating you on those. Now, another story that we would like to update you on very quickly. So over the last few weeks, there's been this massive bribery scandal in Riga Satiksme, which is uh, Riga's public transit firm. So uh, and, and there was some uh, bribery involved in the uh, procurement process. So we, we already mentioned that uh, Shkonda Vagonka was, was, uh, was involved in, 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 in that scandal as well. But there were uh, two major um, players in the scandal who they had bail set. Now, Leon's... Um, oh, gosh. Bemhems. Bemhems, yes, thank you. I'm, uh, auto, auto, uh, not only auto-corrects my, um, my facts, but also my pronunciation. Thank you very much. That's uh, have me here <laughs> once again. <laughs> Yes, and, and, and his bail was set at 200,000 euros, which that's probably one of the largest bails that's been set in a very, very long time in, in, uh, in, in Latvia. Yeah, I believe it might be like the second largest after the one that they set uh, to this uh, bankruptcy administration case, which I believe was half a million or something. Yes, and, and, and he was the former head of Riga Sadiksme, wasn't he, Mr. Mr. Benhens? Uh, yes, he was. So uh, he's in he's in very big trouble um, now. Uh, there haven't really been any major updates in terms of the situation with Mr. Ushakovs, the the mayor of Riga. There was that big rally uh, last Saturday. So so we're recording this on on Saturday. Where it's it's a Saturday evening right now. But 
there, there haven't really been any developments since then. There, there was this rally where about 3,000 people or somewhere between 3,000 and 5,000 people came out to uh, support him, even though there haven't been really any official charges yet, uh, but, but really no, no major developments there yet. Now, there was this interesting tidbit that uh, Ray Baltica, which is the Baltic Center for Investigative Journalism, they got a little bit of grief from him uh, recently with their investigative journalism, and, and he tried suing them for defamation, which the courts shot down. But Ray Baltica is fighting back right now, and they are going to Saima, and they're asking them to pass new laws to make defamation a little bit stricter in, in terms of, of what qualifies for it. So do you, do you think that this is possible, that we could see changes to the defamation laws based on their complaints? Uh, I believe that uh, it could be the case, uh, considering that... Uh, it also involves um, the Harmony Party, which is in opposition, and also this uh, would be of a major political importance, uh, especially seeing what the journalists may or may not uh, report and uh, what the public officials uh, may or may not uh, say in response. So Otto and I are going to begin walking to the train right now because my train is leaving in just... Ten minutes or so. So, so we are now um, walking through Riga train station, but we will continue uh, talking about a few uh, rapid-fire stories. Uh, so, um, we do not have enough time to record the entire episode right now. Otto will record the international uh, stories on his own, and also the week in history. Anyway, we're now walking through the station. Otto, one very positive story I'd like to mention is on Wednesday. For those of you throughout Latvia who are listening here from Latvia, you might have noticed that maybe at the store you went to, maybe at the doctor's office, that there were school children from you know seventh grade all the way up to 12th grade and you might be wondering what the heck were they doing there well every year here in latvia we have shadow day it's called anodiana it's uh, shadow day it's a little bit like a mini internship for one day where students they have their day off and in um, the uh, weeks leading up to this shadow day they have to find somebody to shadow some somebody who works in a career and the idea behind this is that they can basically you know for example they're interested in becoming a doctor they can go and shadow a doctor and see, you know, is this something that I would like to do with my life? Because, you know, really, you know, I, I've known people who, you know, think they really want to become a teacher, for example. You know, they, they go through three years of, you know, education courses, and then they realize at the last minute, uh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So, Otto, you did Shadow Day quite a few times throughout throughout your uh, school career. Did, did you have positive experiences with this? Oh, uh, exactly. It was a real game changer for me uh, because uh, the first shadow day I was at was already when I was in the sixth grade. And uh, we had uh, the NATO summit in Riga in 2006 and I went uh, to the Ministry of Defense. Uh, the next year I chose to go uh, to the uh, Simus Foreign Affairs Committee and also I got the chance to shadow uh, the uh, US uh, ambassador the next year. So. Th- I started like that when I was 13, and so that is why I'm now very happy uh, with uh, my uh, development and uh, uh, role uh, in the field of international security. And I saved a lot of time uh, back then by doing uh, these activities so that I wouldn't just like uh, end up high school and then start to think what to do next. So uh, for anyone uh, who uh, has to go through that or has uh, any relatives or children that might, uh, please motivate them like to, to find a really interesting choice because it can really make a difference and it did for me so uh and and i will say that some of my students they complain a little bit and they go that yeah you know like i i, I don't want to i don't want to do this that you know this is annoying and you know i, I don't want to go out to this job but uh but really um you know I, I think it's a fantastic opportunity and i really wish i had it in high school i i think it's something that would be great if we had this in america yeah but please don't waste this opportunity it's really great 
And uh, thanks to Junior Achievement Latvia, the organization that started this tradition uh, in our country. Yes, absolutely. Now, there was another story this week that Latvia's government is moving away from its plan, its previous plan to become a regional financial hub. Now, you might read that and go like, well, well, that's too bad because, you know, it sounds great to be a regional financial hub. It sounds great for your economy. So, Otto, what exactly does that mean? Why do they want to move away from being a regional financial hub, something that sounds like such a positive thing? I believe that this decision has been taking into account uh, all the banking scandals that we have had recently with the big amounts of foreign capital with dubious sources. So I believe that might be the step in the right direction if it would be followed by trying to get more high quality or more reputable investment in our country, which was also one of the recommendations of uh, the Baltic Security Strategy Project, which I uh, mentioned before, and uh, what our financial experts discussed there, because it's important that we not only get uh, finances in Latvia, but also that they are of uh, good quality and those investments uh, are something that we can be uh, sure about. Uh, so uh, that might help uh, our economic development and also our reputation in the long term. For those of you who are following Latvian news even a little bit last year, uh, there was a lot of talk about money laundering the entire year. So, you know, 2018 started out with this massive, you know, bombshell that the ABLV Bank, which was the largest bank based on Latvian capital, that they'd been accused by money la- of money laundering by the United States. And uh, they, they responded by saying, like, no, we didn't do it, but uh, we're going to liquidate our bank, <laughs> which was, um, you know, I, I shouldn't be laughing because, you know, that, that, that's not a laughing matter. But, but it's, it's just, you know, one of these things where you can either laugh or you can cry. You know, it's, it's just it's just so ridiculous. And well, so it's certainly not nice. <laughs> so, so thank goodness that didn't trigger some kind of economic crisis. It, it didn't it didn't really cause the kind of uh, economic uh, disaster that the um, you know collapse of Parix Bank did, or or Latvia's Krybanka, because uh, you know thanks in part to some of the financial reforms that have been put in, but this was a major issue, and and uh, you know there there was uh, some major concerns that other banks could uh, you know might have been doing some of the uh, very shady transactions, and and there's definitely been a lot of talk uh, both on the internet and 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 uh, in, in the financial sector about that. Probably at the end of the day, it's a positive thing that they're trying to move away from this dream. Yeah, I think it will now become like a more realistic dream of uh, trying to uh, attract uh, a reputable investment and uh, high-value investment to our country. So unfortunately, I had to say goodbye to Otto, and I had to say goodbye to Otto before we said everything we wanted to say about the stories that happened here in Latvia this week. So I'm back in Yelgava. It is now Sunday because last night when I got home, I got the worst migraine of my entire life. And I just want to tell those of you out there who, if you have a friend or if you have a colleague or a family member who has a migraine and you've never experienced a migraine yourself, a lot of times you'll notice that they'll be in absolute horrible pain or they might even leave or or go away or call out of work even. And they'll seem completely fine about three or four hours later, which is the worst thing about migraines. There's a lot of terrible things about migraines for those of you who have had migraines. But the, one of the worst things, though, is definitely that you seem totally fine afterwards. And a lot of people think that uh, it's just some kind of lame excuse to get out of work. So anyway, Otto's going to send me the recording about the international stories. So we'll hear that in a little bit. But let's get through some more domestic stories. Now, big one a few days ago. So Riga City Council announced that they're planning to shut down two schools and merge eight more schools together. So this was reported by Leta and also by uh, the Baltic Course. And these two schools that are planning on being shut down, now one of them is a primary school, 
which is up in the Milgravis region of Riga up in the north. And then uh, the other one is uh, a high school that's going to be shut down in the very northern part of Riga on the other coast of uh, Chisezers, which is uh, about as far north in Riga as it can really get. And this is a story that we're going to see more and more throughout the entire country. Right now, here in Yelgava, even, we're going through a school reorganization project, and it's happening in other cities as well, in Yorimala, definitely, and, and really throughout the country. So it's not just something that's happening in the countryside due to low uh, population in the countryside. It's, it's something that's happening in the cities as well. So it's going to be a very painful process, of course, because it's never a good thing when uh, the school shut down for the community. Of course, it's something that is unavoidable due to the simple population math here in Latvia with the population decreasing, especially in certain regions, but uh, definitely something that uh, is going to be a very, very sensitive issue for parents, teachers, students, and, and a lot of people in these communities. Now, one story that's much more positive, at least on the outlook is that uh, the English and Russian versions of LSM, which include Radio 4 and then also the portals, the web portals of LSM, English and Russian, so they will be included in the state budget. So the uh, one of Christianus Karinch's representatives officially said apparently on the uh, right on Valentine's Day, around February 14th, that uh, they would be included in the new budget plan. Now, this, of course, sounds like a positive thing because we did a poll on our Facebook page and the wide majority of you listening decided that you wanted to see continued funding for the English and Russian versions of LSM, that it was a very important service uh, for, for, for many people out there. Now, the only kind of downside to this is that a lot of people were hoping that there could be some kind of alternative funding model, either that the amount of funding could be tied to the state's uh, GDP or that there could be some kind of licensing system like we have in Great Britain because a lot of people, if you talk to who work in LSM and in different uh, public media, are always a bit worried that there could be a government that comes in and says that, well, you know, we don't think it's so important, so we're just going to cut the budget, you know, or we just don't have enough money this year, or even worse, that there could be some blackmailing, like, well, you know, if you... If you report on this story or if you report it critically about us, you know, this party who's in control of the government, then then we could uh, reduce your funding. And, and that hasn't happened so far. At, at least, you know, there isn't really any uh, very concrete evidence of that happening that's, that's come out. But there's always that fear. So uh, on one hand, it's fantastic that we're going to see continued funding, but but of course, you know, budgets can be uh, created every single year, and and it's it's not really a, a necessarily a done deal for the future. So so let's uh, cross our fingers on on that. Now, February is the month of musical award shows, both in America and here in Latvia, and we had some big wins here. So so in America. Uh, Andres Nelsons, who is one of the top conductors in America, and he, he's a Latvian, he conducts the Boston Symphony Orchestra, he won two Grammy Awards this year, two separate Grammy Awards, to add to his collection of Grammy Awards that's already growing. He already has two Grammy Awards from previous years, and now he has two more in the classical music category, so huge kudos to him. Here in Latvia, we had our version of the Grammys, Zelta Microphones, which means golden mic, or golden microphone, and uh, the big winners this year were Instrumenti, so they won the Best Album Award this year, 
Some other big wins, so Song of the Year, was Dorns and Ozil's Salaus de Seerds, which, if you have listened to a radio station in Latvia in the last year, you've definitely heard that song, even if you don't know the name. So you can look that up, Salaus de Seerds, Broken Heart, uh, very big song this year. Pratavetra, Brainstorm, Latvia is probably most popular band here. They won the Best Video Award for uh, the Ogles song. Uh, which means uh, coals or, or charcoal. It was a very interesting video. If, if you haven't seen that one yet, it's uh, basically... So for, for me growing up in America, we had this game Shoots and Ladders. I don't know if you have it in the UK or any of the other countries that you're listening to that you came from, uh, but basically you, you have this board game and, and you roll dice, and if you land on a spot, you might go up or you might go down. Well, here in Latvia, the version of that is called Circus or Tzirks. And this music video that Pratavetra made, it's it's very kind of interesting. They made this huge, massive uh, circus board, and the lions and the people from the circus were actually alive, and the people who were walking through this board uh, were going up and down it. And it, it's, it's a really cool video. Um, my wife and I were actually debating whether or not there's any kind of deep meaning behind this music video, and my wife uh, came up, so, so she's, a, she's a Latvian teacher and she and, and literature and and she came up with this whole kind of elaborate you know backstory for the video which which i think was very impressive i'm more of the opinion though that they just tried to make a video that looked cool so i don't know maybe those of you who haven't watched it yet you can watch it and you can decide for yourself uh also Martin's browns uh, so for those of you who don't recognize that name he wrote the very very famous song Sao uh, Perkons Daugava which if you've ever been to any of the song and dance festivals or really almost any kind of major public event in Latvia you've probably heard this song it's almost kind of like Latvia's second national anthem in in some play uh, and you you could almost say that and uh, so he he won the best academic music album for his uh, Daugava album this year and then uh, also Evie Webere, whose Searsboot uh, album won Best Indie Album of the Year, uh, she covered one of Martin Brown's songs on that album. So he also, I guess you could say, is one of the big winners of this year. Then uh, Ozwals, also he won Best Hip Hop Album, which really isn't that much of a big a big uh, surprise. And then uh, Polyfauna's uh, You Look Like a Lost Soul album was uh, named Best Debut Song of the Year. And of course, there was a lot of other awards as well. Uh, so kudos to all the people who were able to win one of those awards. And the big music news, which I was very excited about, and I was so sad that I had to uh, have my eyes closed watching most of this last night because of my migraine, but Supernova, the finals happened last night, and we have our official 2019 Latvian Eurovision contender, and that is the group Carousel, which is a duet who have been quite active in the last few years, not necessarily under their own name, but but the two individual members, the guitarist and the uh, singer, have been quite active in a number of different Latvian song contests and also in, in some different groups and uh, you know, session recordings. So they uh, put together this very kind of Nora Jones-esque song called uh, That Night, which, you know, it, it, it's it's one of these ones where it's going to be a boomer bust option. Some people absolutely love it. Some people think that it's fantastic. A lot of people think it's quite boring, but it's definitely going to stand out. Now, this is the kind of song I could see either coming in last place or making into the top 10. And for me personally, there was a lot of songs in Supernova that were played this year that were very middle of the road. They were very Eurovision-y. They sounded like perfect for, okay, this could definitely be you know, performed in Eurovision, and, and some of the judges would even say, like, oh, yes, this definitely fits in the Eurovision genre, but this one, 
you know, definitely stands out, and that can be a good or a bad thing. But just like in fantasy football, sometimes you have to go big or you have to go home. So, so I, I'm I'm quite excited about this one, and I, I I think that it could do pretty well. It could also come in last place too. So we'll have to see. Now, before we get into Otto's international stories, I want to bridge the gap with two quick stories that have international implications. So one is that there was this big international luxury car scam that uh, was reported by Bloomberg first, which is uh, an American news organization. And apparently uh, this was a cooperation by Latvia, by the US, by Finland and Lithuania to, to bust this scam. So this has been an ongoing investigation and uh, ongoing uh, kind of prosecution with this. But apparently two Latvians were arrested this week in uh, Kuldiga, which is in the west of Latvia, and they're being extradited to the U.S. for their part in the scam. So uh, something that we'll probably keep an eye on. And the last story that I want to leave you with, one very, very important one, uh, which has to do with Brexit. So for those of you who are listening who are British citizens, uh, first of all, there was some positive news. I, I, I can I can call this positive, at least uh, in the medium term, that for those British citizens who were living here and registered before March 29th is officially living here, they will be able to continue with their status as uh, not officially EU citizens anymore, but they will continue enjoying those uh, kind of same rights and privileges up until December 31st, uh, 2020. And in that time, that will give uh, people some time to kind of go through the process of registering as a as a third country national, or at least this is uh, the the plan right now. Of course, it depends on whether or not Saima officially passes it. But but this was basically an idea that came from Saima in the first place, and now the uh, government, the cabinet of ministers, has more or less uh, approved this, and and they've come up with draft legislation. Of course, it depends on what happens in the UK, and of course, it depends on whether or not there's going to be some kind of deal between the UK and the EU. So uh, definitely something we will continue to keep an eye on. There was also a town hall meeting. There was a town hall style meeting at the British Embassy in Riga, which uh, British citizens were invited to. Uh, One of our kind of contributors, Kristen Carlson, she went to this meeting and she's also going to write about it a little bit. She's going to have an article out tomorrow. Uh, We were asked to please wait until the British Embassy puts out an official statement before we kind of put out our article and our thoughts about the event. So definitely keep an eye out for those. And uh, especially for those of you who are British citizens, please listen carefully to what goes out in that statement and make sure you uh, follow all those steps to make sure that you are registered here legally and start doing that now. Because at least in my experience, you know, sometimes things can go very smoothly with the immigration office. Sometimes things can take a little longer. Uh, Sometimes, you know, all the I's and T's need to be officially crossed and and so so be very careful and just uh, start going through that process uh, as soon as you can as soon as you have that information anyway I'm gonna give it over to Otto Otto what do you have for international stories this week there are a couple of international news that are important to us here first of them being the national strike in Belgium which among other things paralyzed international air traffic in and out from uh, Belgium so if you have had any plans or any people you know that might have went through Zaventem or Charleroi airports, please make sure that your flights have not been affected and take the necessary precautions. If we look at the same Belgium yet at another level, the European Parliament has accepted a resolution recommending the European Commission as well as the national governments of the member states of the European Union to evaluate their legislation in regard to marijuana as components 
to medicines. To all our pot friends, unfortunately, this does not cover smoking marijuana because smoking in any form, whatever you might smoke, is recognized as unhealthy among the decision makers of the European Union. So there is no question currently of uh, legalizing smoking marijuana for purposes other than medicinal. At the same time, the parliamentarians are suggesting to harmonize the legislation across the EU member countries regarding pharmaceutical products that might use components of marijuana to relieve suffering for certain conditions and look at any other possible utilization and therefore harmonize legislation in regard to this. Looking at this week in history, I wish to remember February 15, 1922, which is the day when our constitution, or Satversme, was enacted. It was inspired by such constitutions as that of Switzerland and the Weimar Germany, and has the principles of Latvia being a parliamentary democratic republic, of Latvian being the official language, of setting out the role between the parliament, the president and the government, with the parliament being the key institution. Also, it mentions the role of state audit office and also the uh, legislative order. Another chapter of the constitution is devoted to fundamental human rights. Altogether, you have 116 articles in the constitution, which makes it one of the more laconic basic laws around the world. Any issues regarding constitutional law are decided by the constitutional court. Looking at the week in the future, there are a couple of reasons why to visit the Botanic Garden of the University of Latvia. First of all, the azaleas are blooming, and also they have opened the new house of butterflies. You can see the white, red, violet and orange flowers, as well as the variety of colors of different wings at 2 Kandava Street every day between 10 am and 4 pm. As well as looking at the flowers and butterflies, you can enjoy the big house of the palms to receive a tropical sensation in this little bit sunny but still typically Nordic weather. To reach the botanical garden, you can take the tram number 1, the trolley bus number 9 or 25, or bus number 21, 30, 37, 38, 39, 41, 46 and 54 and this is not a bingo announcement and you can take one of these vehicles until the stop botaniskais dars which means the botanical garden thank you very much Otto. and before we close out let's get to some sports so in the world of tennis there was quite a few developments uh, so first of all Alyona Ostapenko made it all the way to the semi-finals of the Doha tennis tournament uh, last week Unfortunately, she was eliminated by Russian uh, Veronika Kudermatov, so that was on Thursday. Uh, unfortunately, she was not successful. However, uh, in a tournament in Dubai, so Ostapenko uh, did uh, win in the first round, and unfortunately, Anastasia uh, Sevastova uh, was not successful on that one. So it's been a very active tennis season already for both of Latvia's tennis superstars. Uh, they had a very successful uh, bout at the uh, Federation Cup already two weeks ago, and, and hopefully they'll continue their success in the uh, weeks to come. Also, in the Skeleton and Bobsleigh World Cup events in Lake Placid this week, there was some success as well. 
So Oscar's Kibermanis, uh, he took second place in the event and now is apparently second place overall for the entire season, which is quite quite impressive. Marchant Dukurs, he also uh, earned third place uh, for the third time, I guess, in the um, World Cup events and uh, is now second in the entire World Cup season. So very good success for him as well. Uh, in terms of the World Hockey Championship for 2021, so that is being organized by Latvia and Belarus together, and they signed a contract this week uh, that will divvy up uh, the responsibilities for both of the countries, which should be a very positive boom for both of the country's hockey programs. So that does it for sports for this week. Very last thing I'd like to touch on before we finish is the weather. And for those of you who are in Latvia this week know we had some heat records broken for some different days, including Valentine's Day on the, the 14th of February, but also some other days in some other places throughout Latvia. And it looks like this week, at least in Riga, it's going to be quite warm. Monday the 18th, it's looking to be around 4 degrees during the day, 1 degree at night. Uh, that's both above zero, which is always a question when it comes to winter. Uh, Tuesday looks like there's going to be a little bit of rain, 7 degrees during the day, 3 degrees at night, very very warm for this time of year. Uh, Wednesday 4 degrees during the day, negative 5 at night, so quite a big change and again that's not great for sidewalks especially because there should be some uh, snow also during that time. Thursday negative uh, 1 during the day, negative 8 at night, uh, should be sunny though, and then on Friday, around zero degrees during the day, negative four at night. Then the weekend is going to get warm again, four degrees on Saturday during the day, one at night, and seven degrees on Sunday and zero at night. And Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday, it looks like there's going to be a bit of precipitation, mix of rain and snow, depending on probably where you are in Latvia. Uh, just be careful out there, both when you're driving, both when you're walking on the sidewalks. Uh, there was a big story this week that the state auditor on their way to an interview at LTV1, apparently they uh, blew up their tire with a pothole. So, you know, it, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to you too as well. Anyway, stay safe, stay warm. Shouldn't have too much of a problem with that this week. And take care and see you next week. Thank you, Joe. And dear listeners, have a great week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Latvia Weekly. Visit us at www.latviaweekly.com and make sure to like us on Facebook for important news updates every day.